the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you, who the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am, in fact, Spud Goodman. And that's important. Yep, this show is named after me. You know, go figure, huh? So I'd like to formally welcome each and everyone listening. And I mean, even if you have a dog, a cat, or even an iguana. With you right now, I'm welcoming them too, because this show is not in a position to dismiss even non-humans. Everyone, even sort of listening right now, counts, in my opinion. You know, the more the merrier. (sighs) Well, now I will introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a good hearty laugh, if you would. Oh, okay. How about this? Ha! 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 Was that okay? Um... It was serviceable, uh, I guess. I mean, but you've done better. But, but oh, it, just thank okay. you, thank you, thank you. Okay. But now uh, I will acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, uh, Mr. Gerald Holcomb. Go ahead and say something, anything, but make it brief. Come on, you can do it. Well, every week, every week, you tell me to say hello to our listeners at the start of our program, and I because I'm, so- I'm because I'm under orders from our executive producer to formally introduce you and let you say a word or two. And don't think that I'm not I- continuing to pursue my grievance filed regarding this degrading duty. Well, it's just so so difficult to adequately communicate my feelings to our listeners. I mean, the window I'm granted to do so is quite limited, Spud. It's like I have to express myself in the blink of an eye. Blink of an eye? There you go again with those little house on the prairie sayings. What's with you, Joha? I mean, can you maybe update the dialogue so those born after the early 1900s can understand what you're saying? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But the blink of an eye means really quick, like no time at all. And I really, I need much more time. We just don't have the time on this show for you to do one of your filibusters. Have you seen the ratings for C-SPAN? Hell no, you haven't! All right, very well. But I did want to suggest a topic that is very timely and most probably of interest to a large number of our audience. Really? It's the groundbreaking new form of currency that's taking the world by storm, Bitcoin. It smells really good. Was that swiped right off their website? Well, I mean, not exactly word for word, but but yes, I've recently been reading up on this amazing new monetary tool. It it, it really is remarkable. Spud, it's a currency that is open source. Its design is is public. No one owns it or controls it. Everyone can take part. Okay, now I know that has to be right from their website. Yes, yeah, okay. But you you really need to feature this world-changing creation on the show, as you pride yourself on keeping up with what's going on around us. Yeah, with pop culture, not with world monetary policy. I don't, I don't care about money. 
I mean, if I did, I sure wouldn't be doing this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've read about this Bitcoin. Sounds like a total ripoff to me. Oh, no, Mrs. Jarvitz, I can assure you, this is a very sound form of currency, and it's a very wise investment, if uh-huh. you ask me. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. well uh, I, or anyone, did not ask you that. Well, but there is something I did want to ask, okay? Okay. You know, it doesn't sound like something that, you know, this Bitcoin thing, that the Mormon church would be into. It's too risky. Aren't you guys, like, still buying savings bonds? That's so hot. Oh, no, our, our church is not sanctioning Bitcoin. That has nothing to do with that. Actually, I was made aware of it by a guy on my bowling team. And, well, just between you and I, the guy is not even a member of my church. But he and another fellow, uh, who also, I think, they're Catholic. Anyway, after he laid it all out to me how I could you know, make money. How could I turn my back on this? Yeah, it still sounds like a ripoff to me. Hey, do you no. tithe in Bitcoin? Like 10% of Bitcoin could still be like 0% one day. So I no way the church is going to accept, I mean, that kind of payment. There's no way. Yeah, no, no. Our, our family does not tithe with Bitcoin. But, but someday you and me and all of our listeners may very well use it to cover all of our financial transactions. Oh, sure. If you're a drug dealer or a smuggler. Okay, I'm no. going to admit this thing is getting a lot of buzz. I, even it I is. know that. But but, but I, I just don't know enough about it to discuss further on the show. I, I was thinking we might, you know, touch on your, you know, your emperor slash El Presidente, his parade and his pending prison sentence. Uh, it's all fake news. Yeah, well, in my humble opinion, the only one who will be locked up is crooked Hillary Clinton. Oh, but brother. We can have that discussion on another show. Spud. Bitcoin is possibly the most significant creation in economics since the trade or barter system was developed at the dawn of man. Look, alternative facts are not facts. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, we, we wow. can discuss uh, this further, but right now I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on in the program. Everyone, say hello to Sassy Black. For you. I see you trying to hustle, trying to bustle, trying to get up out the struggle, and I know it's real tough for me too. So I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I see you trying to hustle, trying to bustle, trying to get up out the struggle, and I know it's real tough for me too. So. I'll wait for you I said I'd wait for a little bit But I'm getting so sick of it And you'd be acting so childish Especially when we in the thick of it I said I'd wait for a little bit But I'm getting so sick of it And you'd be acting so childish Especially when we in the thick of it Man, I don't know I'll wait for you So trying to bustle, trying to get about the struggle, and I know it's real tough for me too. So I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Trying to hustle, trying to bustle, trying to get up out the struggle And I know it's real tough for me too So I'll wait for you Why am 
must I love you And I want you to love me too Holding me so tight All through the day And all through the night I want you to pull up I want you to pull up You're over there talking all that stuff About time to pull up Why must I need you And I want you to need me too In closing your arms Seduced by your charm I want you to pull out I want you to pull out You're over there talking all that stuff about time to pull out Why must I want you And I want you to want me too yeah. I want you to, I want you to, I want you to Talking all that stuff About time to pull up Why, 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 why This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is Ed Asner, or Edward formerly, and I want to thank you for enjoying Spud Goodman and his merry band of rogues. Uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, Joe Coy, is on the line. Okay, cool. You know, this guy never rests. Mm -hmm. He's always on the road. He's, I guess he's coming back to this area for a few shows. I'm pretty sure most everybody knows about Joe. He's, he's been on you know, Tonight Show with, with Leno and then mm -hmm. later with Fallon. Yeah. He's been on Ad Midnight. He's a regular on Chelsea lately. And he has a Netflix special now streaming. You know, he's a, everywhere. As a successful entertainer, I'm betting his financial advisors have probably advised him to look into Bitcoin. Because uh, you can't be too rich, you know? Shut up. Uh, you also can go from rich to poor really quick, so maybe his financial advisors uh, are smarter than you and those other crypto-whatever lovers. Oh, really? I'd rather put my money into human organs than that There will always be a market for kidneys and hearts. Honey, look at this. 
That is true. And, and someday I know I'm going to be looking for a new liver. No, right. No, 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 no. H- human organs are not a morally appropriate source of revenue. It's not personal, Sonny. Well. It's strictly business. Towards the end of my life, there's yeah. no doubt I'm definitely going to be looking for a new heart. So <laughs> way, way more than I'm going to be worried about a couple bitcoins. That's a fact. But j- just, just put Joe through. Y- here he is. Hey, please welcome back to the show, comedian Joe Coy. Thanks for calling in, man. Always and forever with you, sir. Yeah. All right. So you have uh, some local shows coming up, and it might, it might be tough for some of our listeners in other states or countries to catch, but they they can always fly in. You're, you're going to be at the yeah. Showware Arena in Kent, Washington on 217, which is sold out, but you will be back for a second show on the 19th, and tickets are still available, right? Yeah, man. That first show, uh, that 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 went quick. I think there was only on sale for like a day, man. So we added that second show. And man, the love out there is unreal, bro. Yeah, I would I would kind of think so. That's not a small place. I've been there many times. No, it's huge. Yeah. Well, and I should also say that on the 18th you have a sold out show in Bellingham at the Mount Baker Theater. So what I'm trying to get at here is things are going quite well for you, right? <laughs> God bless, you know what I mean? That's why I, you know, I shot my Netflix special in Seattle. Because that's that's what I claim home. Like I moved to Vegas after high school, but I grew up in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, you know, and yep. then I went to Bellevue Community College, uh, and you know that, that I, I'm a Seahawk for life. I'm a Mariner for life. So. It's cool to see the love come right back, man. Right. Well, you know, something I've noticed about your career, you're, you're a great role model for young, aspiring comedians, those who, who are not delusional and expect to have a sitcom after their first open mic night. So how tough really has it been? How's the grind been to get where you're at right now? Because this didn't happen overnight. No, I mean, even, I mean, you know, when I shot that Netflix special, I was about 20, I'd have to say 26 years in. Uh with a bunch of failed pilots, <laughs> you know what I mean? A couple of Comedy Central specials. and uh, But, uh, you know, and I saw all my friends getting TV shows. But, I mean, you don't focus on those people, man. You got to keep focusing on yourself because that Netflix special wasn't offered to me. I, I had to go shoot it myself. And uh, uh, I came out of my pocket. And then I, I went to Netflix and uh, sold it to them. So, you know, if I didn't go and shoot it, I'd probably uh, never be on Netflix uh, right now. I wouldn't be talking to you. So that's how tough this business is. It's like, you know, you get a lot of no's and you got to actually just show them why they should have said yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, Any plans for another one? I think Dave Chappelle puts one out each week on Netflix, I think, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Dave, uh, he's got a, he he had had about four in the box already for, you know, for a while, you know, and uh, and, uh, this this one I'm about to, uh, shoot to probably the end of this year oh. uh, about to shoot my second one for Netflix so Super. get ready all right well you know you know on the show we're talking about this uh, Bitcoin thingy I'm still trying to get a handle on it can you ask promoters to pay you in bitcoins I just ah uh, wouldn't that be great uh, and it's so funny that you said that because the promoter I work with that's all he does he invests in Bitcoin uh-huh. it seems like every week he's buying Bitcoin so it's so funny that you actually said that yeah, I, I'm still trying to... My co-host is really pushing it, but I, anyway, that's another topic, so... Uh, Spud. Yeah? Well, I would really appreciate the opportunity to speak directly with Joe here about the limitless possibilities of Bitcoin. His promoter is obviously a very astute businessman. Could I get just a quick word in with him here? Ah, uh, Joe, just give me a second. 
I will not allow you to violate the firm rule of this show. No questions for the guests from the peanut gallery, or in your case, temporary co-host. Well, temporary permanent co-host, and I really think Joy, uh, Joe would enjoy speaking with me. I think we are going to have a lot in common, you know? Uh, oh, no. I wouldn't go down that road if I was you, Spud. The next thing you know, he'll be asking to sit in with our musical guests. No, uh, Mrs. Jarvitz, I am a darn good banjo player. I want you to know that. Really? But there's no need to worry about me harassing our musical guests. I would never show them up. Next time a band plays the theme from Deliverance, I will allow you to sit in with them. Really? But right now, let me get back to Joe. I have returned. Yeah. Um, well... You know, your mom has had a significant impact on your career in comedy. Your longtime fans are very familiar with her. How would you describe your mom to those who may not be aware of her and her impact on you? Um, just look at your mom, and uh, it's basically the same damn mom, only mine comes from the Philippines. Uh, but as far as moms are concerned, my mom is just like your mom. It's... Uh, it's pretty much in your face, in your business, and uh, and you can't do anything but love her to death, man. And as much as I make fun of my mom, I always sit back and go, you know what? If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing this. So God bless her. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of been a big part of your act, right? Oh, man. She's, uh, she, well, she was a big part of my act. She used to put me in talent shows. Uh, you know, I used to perform for the Filipino uh uh, American Association all the time. It was like every week I was always doing something uh, performing-wise, especially my sister. She used to be sing a lot. So, you know, my mom was like a regular Joe Jackson, man. She uh, she had yeah. some talented kids, and she uh, made sure to put them on stage. All right, well, it seemed to work out. Well, you know, I know you're a busy dude. you got stuff going on all, all over the place. So l let me hit with my last question. Uh, I was thinking about this. You know, Joe, if, if you were king of the world and could change one thing right now, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. If I could change one thing, what would it be? Dang, why'd you get that question out? I'm a journalist. Um, ah, oh, man. It would be... Gosh, I don't even know, because I like them all. I was going to say uh, texting. Get rid of texting. Oh, all right. I hate it. Millennials as much as I love it, I hate it. Yeah, I think the millennials that you next show. I hate it when show. people text around me. Uh -huh. I hate it when I'm texting. I hate people that text your drive. Uh, I hate it when you're eating at a restaurant and a bunch of people are texting. Uh, it's just, it's so annoying. But yet, we need it. But if I was king of the world, you know it's a lot of text. <laughs> and, and, and could I add no texting at your shows, right? No texting at my shows. My yeah, God. That's what I was say. Yeah. How lame are you that you have to go to a show and still continue a conversation with someone that's not there? Yeah. Lame. I hear you. All right. You know, I, kind of for me, this is the thing that's been bugging, been on my mind a lot is like to limit each NBA franchise to one superstar per team. Like for, forget a salary cap, just say James Harden, maybe LeBron, Westbrook, Steph Curry, and the rest have to carry teams by themselves. Because I can't get like Adam Carolla or Mark Marin to carry me on this show. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they should be stacking teams with, you know, just one all-star per team. That's just my own thing. Crazy is you when, when teams start stacking like this, you, you kind of remember just how great our basketball players were. Yeah. How they made other players just amazing. Uh, but, I mean, you, you do have to go far far back as uh, 
Bird and Magic. I mean, they did have their one-two punches, but that was about the the extent of it. Not these dream teams. I mean, they're they're talking about Golden State getting LeBron. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? That's what kind of was like, the final straw for me. You got it. That's exactly. Yeah, what it's just like, come on. Okay, I know you gotta go, but let me remind everyone that you have one non-sold-out show on February 19th at the Showwear Arena in Kent. Like the first night is sold out, so people need to get their tickets quick, right? Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right. Also, you can be found on your podcast, The Koi Pond, which is on iTunes, and found Koi. So, hey. Or uh, Instagram, at Joe Koi, J-O-K-O-Y. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're a special friend of our show, so we just want to thank you so much for checking in. Oh, you're the best, man. Thank you so much. Mr. Joe Koi. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. We're the Black Tones. We are the Black Tones. I'm Eva. And I'm Cedric. Cedric, who's playing bass? His name is Robbie. Robbie. Robbie's playing bass. This is a Spud Goodman show. Spud Goodman, I'm deleting you off my Facebook. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. We share the same Facebook. I guess that means I'm deleting Spud, too. (laughs) It is what it is, man. The Spud Goodman Show. Spud. Goodman. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, you know, you know, Spud. I know you and your aunt here have expressed doubts about the security of Bitcoin, and I can assure you both that transactions are protected by military-grade cryptography. It can give you total protection. Look, look, t- tell me you actually know what the word cryptography means. That's just another word you swiped off their website. Come mm. on, tell us all what the word cryptography is. You know, we'll, we'll wait until you're ready. Oh, like uh, I said, it's well, all a bunch of BS. Okay, yeah. Okay, I may not know the formal definition of cryptography, but I'm pretty sure it's a security mm-hmm. method that successfully safeguards the users of this game-changing practice in financial transactions. Russia, if you're listening. Well, let the jury be aware that he doesn't know what it meant. Duly noted. All right, fine. But you know what? There are real opportunities to make serious money, you guys. I am now a Bitcoin Bitcoin miner, and though I haven't miner. seen a return on my time and computer equipment yet, because you know I just started, I fully expect to be rewarded handsomely. What are you people on dope? You're a miner. Like digging for stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, more more like an intense online search for portions of bitcoins and facilitating financial transactions. What? With the proper software and commitment, my friend told me I could see some serious cash really soon. Oh, 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 the interns are saying we have a call on the line. Do you want to oh. take it? Yeah, I mean, this discussion is putting me to sleep. Mm-hmm. I you know what I mean. I can imagine what our listeners are doing. Uh, hey, uh, call, uh, call, are you there? Yeah, but but I wanted to I wanted to jump in here and say a buddy of mine from work is I mean he's heavily into Bitcoin. He's always trying right. to get me to buy in, but uh, I don't know. It just seems really goofy, you know. I mean, I like to feel my money, uh, even beat up raggedy twenty dollar bills. Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. 
Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like watching movies and looking at magazines with, with, say, beautiful women. And I mean, and you and I will never have a chance to meet up with them, like have dinner or play Yahtzee, you know. So why tease yourself? I, I don't need more disappointment in my life, you know? Yeah, my buddy's always getting into this quick, quick uh, get-rich-quick stuff. He must yeah. have gone through a full second mortgage of his family's home with his can't-miss slot machine. I mean... You know, he won big a few times, but he lost it all later and way more. You know, because he just kept playing. I like slots. Oh, no, listen, caller, caller, please do not equate Bitcoin with gambling, as nothing could be further from the truth. There is nothing being wagered here. This is a totally fair and equitable organization. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Well, I don't believe that. The House always wins. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about yeah, you, Jerry. I, I mean, do you bet on college football games? Do you play online poker or do the Powerball? Yeah, well, f- first it's Gerald. And no, absolutely not. I, I'm not a gambler. That's my point. I would never jeopardize my family's financial health. I hey, am Gerald, you know, I forgot careful... to ask. Have you told your wife yeah. about this? I mean... Is she giving you the okay? I, I doubt that. I mean, mm. you don't want to piss her off by losing the kid's college fund. No way. I mean, that would, oh, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, my buddy lost his kid's college funds years ago. He keeps saying he'll make it up with this Bitcoin thing, but I'm pretty sure all his kids are headed for vocational school. This is going to be cool. Well, you know, on the upside, that's where all the good-paying jobs are, you know, these days. Now, maybe later in life they won't be too pissed off at their dad. Anyway, caller, I gotta go. Uh, no offense, I mean you're you're not super boring, but you're kind of boring. But just thanks for checking well, in with us, okay? Yeah, well, I, I mean it's not a problem. I listen to your show from time to time when there's nothing new on Netflix. Uh, okay. I, I see pretty much everything on Netflix right now, except yeah, that new right. season of Fuller House. So you yeah. know, I had time tonight to tune into your show. Mm. Oh, that is terrific. Yeah, thanks, I guess. Anyway, maybe I, I'll, I'll, I'll ref- uh, I think I'm going to say you are actually totally boring. But anyway, all right, we got to go. Bye. So, uh, Mr. Temporary Co-host, please perform your actual real-life duties and see if our next guest is ready to go. Oh, yeah, okay. But how many times i got to tell you, it is temporary permanent co-host, and I am being told by the board that your next guest, Layla Ali, is waiting to speak with you. Okay, I'm excited to speak with her. You know, she was undefeated as a boxer, 24-0, yeah. and, and now she's a TV host and author. This woman can do it all. i, I got to tell you, I myself, I don't feel comfortable watching women hit each other. It is not what God intended when he created Eve. Women are supposed to be gentle and restrained. That is messed up, yo. Uh, Not everyone lives in an Amish compound, dude. Women can do anything a man can do, and much more efficiently, as they don't need to swing their you-know-what around. This is Lucille, and she is awesome. So, no, I do not know what you're referring to. Swinging what? And as for the Amish crack, you know the Amish have no connection to the Mormon church. Please, please, don't try to lump us together. I drive a car, Spud. A Hyundai. It's not a horse-drawn carriage. Well, I have to say, I am a huge MMA fan. Women do kick in the ring. I'm more of a boxing fan myself, and Layla's dad was the greatest of all time. So I I just want to talk with her. So just put her through. Here she is. 
Please greet former undefeated world champion boxer, television host, and of course, author, Layla Ali. Welcome to our show. Hi, how you doing? Excellent. Yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty good. So uh, good. Yeah, we can we can get to my boxing questions in a bit. I need to state you have a new book out titled Food for Life, published by St. Martin's Press. So you you know a thing or two about preparing healthy food, I guess. I I, should, I need to take a look at it as I gotta start eating better. I, it's healthy for you, right? To start eating better. It is, better. but but before but you know what? You wouldn't even know what's healthy for you, so I don't really I personally don't view this as like a health cookbook where you're gonna be like, Oh, these foods are healthy for me, they taste healthy because people associate healthy with not tasting good yeah. i pretty much have taken recipes that are amazing that i love comfort foods you know whether it's your gumbo or your fried chicken or your mac and cheese and have prepared them Ooh. in ways that are healthier for you using top you know high quality ingredients and i give the information about why it's so important to focus on ingredients and preparation but there are also things in there like salads and your fish recipes and then i have a chapter for kids you know so there's something for everyone in there but yeah the recipes are just you know, I've been cooking them for years. People don't realize, like, I was cooking before I was boxing. <laughs> well, do, do you taste the finished product of all your recipes? Because you, you must be popular with all the leftovers, right? Oh, my God. The recipe book was just doing a book. Okay, I cook, but I'm not a recipe writer. I don't write books. So I teamed up with a woman named Lita Shin, Shintab, who actually wrote the recipes. And I took it took me 12 months of making these recipes, testing the recipes, remaking the recipes, and then her writing the recipes. So, yeah, yeah I, wow. I, I, I was all the way into this book, for sure. So your mac and cheese recipe is pretty decent because that's a daily staple in my life. You know, out of a box or fancy, doesn't matter. You got yeah. a good one? Yeah. Mac and cheese is one of those things everybody likes it different, right? Like, my kids like it creamy. They don't really like that baked... Um, casserole type of mac and cheese with yeah. a lot of egg in it. Yeah. So it depends on what you like. But I honestly would say, like, I would enter a contest with a lot of my dishes, right? But I would not enter the mac and cheese contest. I think my mac and cheese is good, but I've had some amazing mac and cheese that probably would beat my mac and cheese. But it's really good, and I make a mac and cheese that you can eat and you can feel better about, and it's, and it's more nutritious. Say, Spud. Yes. Well, you know, you've mentioned to me on a few occasions how tasty your mac and cheese is. You've never shared any with me, not one bite. And I know you're not a world-class cook like Layla here, but you should mention your recipe to her. Uh, hey, Layla, just a sec. Yeah, you know, if you really want to know what the key ingredient is in my, you know, yeah. my recipe, it, it, it's buy three boxes of Kraft mac and cheese, take out the cheese packets in two of the boxes, and throw the noodles away. And then just add the three packets into the first box's boiled noodles. And oh yeah, uh, use two full sticks of butter too. Wow. I, I don't really like to share my secret recipe with others, but since, you know, we're talking about it on the air, what the heck. It's bad. I don't know if that's the healthiest option for mac and cheese. Have you had your cholesterol checked lately? Well, I, I did freak out my doctor at my last physical when he saw the lab results. Yeah. You know, maybe you could cut back a little bit to like one stick of butter or, or maybe margarine. Hell no. I mean, life is short, man. But I, I got to get back to Layla, if you don't mind. All right, I'm back. Okay. Well, you know, you're also a TV host having your own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, Homemade Simple. D does Oprah ever drop by the set and, you know, maybe give some crew members a car or something? Does she ever hang out? She hit. Wouldn't that be nice? She hasn't done that yet, but uh, who knows? Maybe next season. But yeah, Homemade Simple is in its seventh season. It used to be a half-hour show, but now that I'm, I'm the host now and it's an hour show, 
and we go into people's homes every week and we, we um, upgrade their lives just by remaking a room for a very deserving family. Then I get in the kitchen and I actually cook recipes with them. So huh. I'm having a blast. I love it. And it comes on every Saturday at 9 a.m. and again on Sundays during Oprah's Super Soul Sunday at 1 o'clock. Super. All right. All right. I got to hit you with a couple boxing questions. Of course. Why not? Yeah. So when you decided to enter the ring, did, did you have the blessing of your father, the greatest of all time, and such an iconic figure in American and world history? I mean, in my lifetime, he was the most famous man on earth. Yeah, I mean, he still he still is one of the most famous men ever. Yes. I mean, and he, yes. he um, you know, I would have to say that my father would rather me have not boxed. He tried to talk me out of it. Um, but then once he realized that I was going for it, he supported me. He came to, he was about half of my fights. You know, he had Parkinson's. It was harder for him to get around as he got older. Right. But um, he definitely supported me, uh, and I felt the love for sure. Yeah. You know, you know, when I was a kid, I had the thrill of going up in an elevator with him and his staff at a hotel. It's still my most memorable moment in my lifetime. I got to say that. But anyway. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, let me hit you with this one, though. You retired. I was curious about this. You, re- you retired undefeated 24-0 with your last fight, I believe, in South Africa on February 2nd, 2007. Our sh- you know, our show's carried uh, on Hashtag Radio in South Africa. I was just, you know, what, what memory comes to mind uh, you know, after leaving the ring for the final time that night, is there anything that that jumps jumps out at you? Definitely. Um, well, one of yeah. So Nelson Mandela was at my fight. Bye, babe. My kids are leaving the house. Sorry. Sure. My Nelson Mandela was at my fight in the audience there. So I would never wow. forget that fight, even though the fight was a letdown for me. I was I was um, having a rematch with a girl I had fought before, and it was even easier to beat her the second time, but. Um, I think that fight ended in the first round, but Nelson Mandela was there in attendance, and that was just an amazing feeling, so I would never forget that. All right, so let me remind everyone you have the new book out titled Food for Life, published by St. Martin's Press, and your TV show Homemade Simple airs on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Ms. Layla Ali. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. It's musical guest interview time. Say hello to Sassy Black. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. So we're very pleased to have our first psychedelic electronic soul songstress on the show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's Uh, a lot. Hey, no one can accuse you of being (laughs) derivative like like the same old, same old artist. You take a a lot of creative chances in your work. How'd you become so fearless? I don't know. Uh, I just... I love singing, and uh, everyone would tell me I couldn't sing for a really long time, so I guess it started then, because I kept rebelling to mm-hmm. sing. <laughs> well, you've toured extensively, including Europe, performed at South by Southwest and other festivals, so what's been your favorite venue to this point? My favorite venue? That's a toughie. I performed in a really cool venue in Milan. Um, I, uh, I think it's called Monk. Um, or something like that. I don't know. And uh, over in Europe, they have a lot of cool venues that play jazz and hip hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. They're named after jazz legends. And so there's a couple of really cool venues out there I played that I loved. I think that was one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Um, so as you know, you travel a lot. So what's the most annoying thing about life on the road touring? Anything that just gets on your nerves? Um, yeah, like getting up early, uh, going through TSA. Going through security is like just nerve wracking and um, tiring, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to get there super early, especially if you're traveling 
from one country to another. But actually in Europe, it's really a lot easier because they'll let you get in like 30 minutes before your flight. And they're like, hey, come on in. Like it's nothing. <laughs> so you're flying between like Italy and the UK. And they're like, sure, whatever. Everything's cool. It's just when you come back to the States or Canada when they're like, who are you? Right. <laughs> Even if you have a passport that clearly states who you are. Um, I, I Off the record, I kind of have an issue using the restrooms at airports. There's just too many people <laughs> surrounding me and I can't relax. Oh, it's just yeah. a... That's, I, I, that's really off the record. Spun but anyway, has a, he has a shy it's bladder. A, it's yeah. a performance yeah. anxiety thing. But so um, let me ask you this. What artist has had the most impact on Sassy Black? What artist? I would say, uh, right. I'd say Ella Fitzgerald because uh, I, I study jazz and I'm a jazz vocalist really at heart. You can hear it through everything I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was studying singing, I would listen to a lot of like Indiari, Shaka Khan and Ella Fitzgerald. And those were like kind of my go-to singers and Brandy too, a lot of them, but like really a lot of Ella Fitzgerald because that's how I got into my first uh, audition ensemble. Mm, super. Hey, you know, if you could change one aspect of the music industry, what would it be? Uh, everything. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. I like, I like being a musician. Um, I would, uh, I would change uh, how management and agents are just hoarders. They're like super hoarders. They're like, oh, what is... And this sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm also someone who has no manager or agent, so maybe this is why. But, <laughs> you know, um, I feel like uh, not just that world, but in all the world, it's so competitive, you know, but like everyone's so unique and different. Even if someone was like, hey, I'm like sassy white and I sing all sassy black covers, they still wouldn't be me, you know? Like it wouldn't mm -hmm. even matter if someone was just like, I'm sassy black too, you know? Uh, they could never be me. And so there's so much like nonsensical competition, which is why I think that the managers and the agents have all these same kind of artists and booking all the festivals and like mm. DIY artists can't really break through into that. Right. So I think that is exhausting. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, what's the name of the next song and what's it about? Uh, my next song is my first single from my album, New Black Swing, and it's called Games. And it, uh, it's about a relationship that was going great and then or seemingly great. And then it just kind of fades away. And you're just like, oh, I guess this was all a game. I, I'm still wondering what happened. And so it, there's no resolution in the song. It just kind of it just kind of ends. Kind of like life. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Da 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 yeah oh yeah why do you treat me this way we used to have fun we used to play you used to say be together for all the days never thought we'd stray you changed up your flow i wasn't sure i didn't know i tried to keep my comments under control i don't know where to go I try to play simple and smooth for someone as cool as you. I try to keep it laid back 
Blasting out the attack So I could be with you But now I don't know what to do Why do we play these games? I don't know what I have done You tied me up with your lies Over and over and over I cried I guess our love is on the run Love is on the run Love is on the run You tied me up with your lies Over and over and over I cried I guess our love is on the run Our love is on the run No, love is on the run you tied me up with your lies Over and over and over I cried I guess our love is on the run Oh no, 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 yeah You tied me up with your lies Over and over and over I cried I guess our love is on the run Oh no, 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 yeah Love is on the run This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show Hi, I'm Margaret Cho and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show Spud, your last guest, Matt Jones, is ready to go. Okay, you know, I love this guy on Breaking Bad. He was really good. I know we have had other cast members from Breaking Bad on this show, uh, but I- I've still never seen it. Maybe maybe I can catch it this weekend. What the hell, yo? Um, the show ended a couple years ago. Oh. I guess you can catch reruns anytime on AMC, but Matt has a new show on the Pop Network that he's promoting now. I have to say, Breaking Bad is my fourth all-time favorite show. Wow. And anyone who has not seen it by now is pretty much brain dead. Right? Do you agree with me, protester? you agree? No, I, I know you're joking, Mrs. Jarvitz. No, I was not joking. Uh, uh, just oh. put Matt through, please. That's hurtful. Here he is. Say hello to actor and comedian Matt Jones. Thanks much for coming on our show. No problem. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, so you're currently starring in a show on the Pop Network, Let's Get Physical, that airs 8.30 um, on Wednesdays uh, on Eastern. Is that... Uh, I have not seen the show yet. I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Uh, how's the experience been? It's great. It's, um, it's a comedy that's just a comedy. Like, there's nothing political about it. It's just funny. It's like look back when comedy used to just be comedy. It's just silly. It's, it's amazing. The show about an, an aerobics competition. I'm wearing spandex. I'm dancing and singing through the show. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It was so much fun. Um, so I take it you don't normally wear much spandex off like off the set then. So it's just, okay, yeah. Um, oh, I'm a normal man. I wear spandex all the time. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Super. <laughs> I get up in the morning and I wear a giant jumpsuit of spandex. Did uh, <laughs> be, when you uh, 
auditioned, or I don't even know if you did audition for the show, but did you have to like work out beforehand, or is this? It was obviously it's the exact opposite, right? You couldn't be in shape. Is that more accurate? Yeah, I had gained. I have a two year, a two and a half year old. I had gained a lot of weight, so I came into the audition and they thought I was plump and perfect. And while I shot the show, I've lost thirty pounds oh. uh, after doing the first season. Uh, the first to the last episode, I've lost quite a bit of weight. Because it turns out when you do uh, aerobics for two months, you lose weight. It like works. <laughs> Super. All right. Well, you kn- you knew this was gonna. This was coming, okay? I have to hit you with a, with a Breaking Bad question. Um, so you played Badger, uh, a total screw-up uh, you know, on the show. A- anyone you were inspired by in playing the character? Maybe someone you knew in high school or something? I grew up in east of Los Angeles in a pretty, I'd say, not great area. And he just inspired by a lot of people I grew up with. Just, um, I don't know, uh, a lot of drug dealers, I guess. Um uh, a lot of morons uh, that were wrapped up in things that they were way too big for them and just uh, kind of just funny along for the ride. Oh, all right. You know, we've had uh, Breaking Bad cast members on in the past, and they all said uh, shooting in Albuquerque, New Mexico, gave the show a, a different feel. Honestly, it really made the show original because you'd never seen a TV show really set there. Yeah. And... The weird thing is, sometimes we'd be shooting out in the desert in the middle of nowhere, and nobody knows from watching, but it was like 15 degrees below zero, because it was like, right, it's the desert in the middle of winter, and it's right after the sun came up, so we would be freezing, but on screen, it looked like we were hot. Huh. Super. I mean, how much time that that show never really did a like uh, like central studio shots in like Los Angeles or anything, right? It was all centered in Albuquerque. It was all in Albuquerque. There's studios out in Albuquerque. It's really strange. He's like, it looks like Hollywood studios in the middle of just nowhere desert, and they've shot a bunch of movies there, like uh, Terminator movie and. All this different stuff. So there's nice studios there, and you just drive a little away from the studio, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, all right, super. Well, you know, I read that you directed an episode of Borderline, a UK show on Netflix that I enjoy. Is that true? I directed the whole season, and I also show ran it. Really? I was a story editor, and I directed all the episodes. Yeah. Wow, I like that show. It's a similar format to like Reno 911 and Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Our actors get an outline, and and they're kind of on their own a bit. Yeah, yeah, we call it retro-scripted. Um, we we kind of knew what was going on in the scene, but we were shooting it so quickly that we had to make sure that um, they had the freedom to say whatever they needed to make stuff happen in a certain amount of time. Well, um, you perform at times at the Upright Citizens Brigade uh, Theater. Uh, is that correct? So you obviously have a huge background in improv. Yeah, I've been doing improv for 17 years. I've been teaching it and performing all over the country. I lived in Amsterdam for three years, and I did a theater over there called Boom Chicago with people like Jordan Peele and Seth Meyers, and I did improv. Uh, that's how I lost my voice. I did a thousand shows in 22 years. I'm sorry, a thousand shows in 22 countries oh. in three years. Hey, oh. all right. Well, um, you know, in your career, you've also done a ton of commercials, like, what was it, like 40-something? <laughs> so, so what's your record for most takes on a 30-second spot? Oh my goodness. I did a commercial where we shot for 24 hours straight. Dang. Full 24 hours. Well, what product was uh, that? I, 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 I know. It was 
it never even aired, which is insane. It was uh, it was a commercial for American Standard Sinks, and the commercial was they would um, there was a guy on fire who sets a house on fire, and the whole house catches on fire, and then. Uh, he he flops around on the ground and it's all in one take and we stand in front of him doing this weird dialogue. And then after one take, it took him seven hours to reset the house. Huh. So huh. it's six hours. So then you can only do four takes, but it took a full 24 hours to do four takes. Dang. Huh. Well, I, I, I take it that the craft services at least were decent, right? And I mean, you were there for, you must have had at least three meals. That's, yeah. I mean, it's a commercial craft services. Like you're like a king. It's ridiculous. Ah, all right, cool. That's my one of my favorite interests, you know, in life. So I always hit my guests with that one. Um, uh, uh, Spud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I must say, you are totally obsessed with craft services. Yeah. Y- you must ask every guest on this show how the food was on their projects. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I know you miss the free bagels and fruit you had available on your old cable TV show, as we don't have food here in the radio studio, but why don't you just bring what you like from home? Problem solved. Oh, uh, Matt, I need a moment. Well, that had to be the stupidest thing you've ever said on this show. What? There's no thrill in eating food here in the studio I bring from home. What a buzzkill. Yeah, but food is food. What, what's the big deal? Well, the cool part of craft services is it's all-you-can-eat free food. Like like on Christmas morning, how much fun is it to open a present you give yourself? Oh, Gerald, Spud has always had a fetish for free food. He's been kicked out of so many happy hours well, at bars many, over the years. Well, a lot. Yeah. Am I right? Well... I mean, but they, they all say it's it's all you can eat. But so many bars cut you off when you start going back for the sixth or seventh time through the line for free wow. carrots, chips, and wings, or whatever they're serving. But anyway, just let me get let me get back to Matt. Okay, I'm back. All right. Well, let me close with this. Uh, and this is this is my uh, cliche drenched question, Matt Jones. What has been your most memorable moment in show business? Oh boy. My most memorable moment in show business? Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't know. I was uh, walking down the street, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, before he passed away, he stopped me on the street and said, I'm a huge fan of yours. And I thought he was messing with me, but he was a huge Breaking Bad fan. And then he and I became friends and started writing something together, and then sadly he passed away. But have someone like that stop you, an Oscar winner, stop you on the street and say, that they're a fan is kind of incredible. Heck yeah. Dang, that, that's an interesting story. All right, super. Thank you for sharing. All right, well, let me get this out again. You uh, star in Let's Get Physical, airing on Wednesdays at 8.30 on the Pop Network. So, yeah, um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you. Absolutely, Mr. Matt Jones. My You know, while our musical guest was playing, I googled this cryptocurrency thing, and yeah. there are a bunch of them out there. Not just Bitcoin, man, but a buttload of others, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's an exploding industry, for sure. Do you remember the Winklevoss twins? Uh, there were the brothers who, while at Harvard, had their software designed for Facebook uh, stolen from them. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean... 
the guys who got punked by Zuckerberg, right? Boy, did they get ripped off. Oh, yeah. It's hard to feel sorry for a couple of trust fund kids at Harvard getting out-hustled, even if that Facebook guy is an yeah, well, this story has a happy ending for all. After accepting a $31 million settlement 31? with Zuckerberg's attorneys, guess what they did with that money? I don't know. Well, they sank $11 million in Bitcoin, and now each of them are worth close to a billion dollars apiece. So they're doing just fine these days. Courtney, Chloe. Okay, I will agree that some people are making a lot of dough with yeah. this new money thingy, but what I read tells me, like all pyramid schemes, you have to get in at the start, man. The The value of a single Bitcoin now can go up or down thousands in a few hours. I mean, recently people have lost a ton of money. Uh, I mean, everybody knows that. You got to have a real set of testicles for this, dude. <laughs> oh, well, Spud, a wise investor has to have a feel of when to buy and when to sell. I like to think I have the skills to make this a successful venture. <laughs> hey, well, listen, not wanting to brag, but I once was one of the top Amway salesmen in my circle, and my wife was really close a few years ago to winning one of those pink Cadillacs from uh, selling Mary mm. Kay products. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. Like I said, timing is everything, and with this type of thing, just, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different names of cryptocurrency out there. So, so check this out. I was, this is just something that came to me. Yeah. Why can't I come up with one myself? I mean, I could call them like spud coins. I mean, I don't need to make millions. I would hmm. be fine with making forty or fifty thousand, you know, a year. I know Bitcoin made twenty-one million of their coins for people to work with, and I would just make maybe a lot less. So they would be really special. Oh, I know you are family spud, but I will have to pass on spud coins. I want to retire soon, you know, and hang out on the beach in Ka Kauai. I can't risk it. Good call, yo. No, Aunt Dorothy, I would let you in at the start. That's where you can make enough to buy your own island somewhere. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, you would have to have an attractive pricing plan with enough interested buyers with sufficient capital to uh, invest in a spud coin venture. Now, how much would one of your coins cost uh, at the launch? I, I haven't figured that out yet, okay? Uh -huh. I mean, I just came up with the idea a few minutes ago. Cut me some slack here. And it's somebody, oh! And he chaptered. He went bankrupt with his casino company. Well, you know what? You might want to keep this all confidential before you launch this then. No, but this is a free way to gauge how much interest there might be before I actually try and do it. What do you mean? Our listeners, well, that's what I'm thinking. Our listeners can maybe email me at thespudgoodmanshow at gmail.com, you know, if, if they'd be up for an initial sale of spud coins. Uh -huh. I mean, that would, you know... Give us an idea of how many, you know, we, you know, would put out there. A um, the number. Well, yeah, I've got an idea. How about 10 or 15 to start with? That 15? way you won't get that too seems... far out in front of your skis. You know, like all the other financial boondoggles you've gotten involved with over the years. Remember when you sold the life insurance policy that your parents had bought? Yeah, okay, okay, and yeah, you sank yeah. all of it into that putt-putt golf course? Well, as a mother, I would think that you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. You said you could retire from all the money you were going to make. Hmm? And how long did that last until okay. it went out of business? Yeah, okay. but I still think if we had made a few windmills or, or actually any obstacles, you know, things would have turned out differently. No one really wanted to go to a putt-putt course with no windmills or any obstacles. Ooh.
that's what happens when you open a business without enough capital to do the things that you have to do right away. Yeah. Cutting corners will get you every yeah, time, I'll, Spud. Yeah, okay. I told you that when you jumped in. I know you did, okay? I, I, I should make you the business manager of this Spud coin operation. Oh, you know, boy. Spud, I'd be willing to sit down with you and discuss the business possibilities of this if you want. What's your name, scumbag? I mean, I could do some spreadsheet projections and see what would be viable. Now, now, that's not going to be necessary. I mean, it's really annoying working with you on this radio show. Thanks. Why would I want to double the annoyance by working with you on this too. I mean, that would just be dumb. No. So anyway, just let me close the show. All right. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Sassy Black. Hey, love. You know just how special you are to me. And the time we spend is beyond precious. We fit like a perfect harmony. I know this may be a hard time. And you're thinking about this. Yeah, I know you're thinking about this. I know I got you on my mind. And I'm down to be about this So what we gonna do So what we gonna do Are you about to come through So what we gonna do your energy all around me soon we'll be making love sounds our rhythm is so legit so deep I never really want to quit so what we gonna do so what we gonna do Body is a temple and axes ain't that simple. You must be a member to feel total surrender. Cause I give my all when it comes to the love making. Tongues flicker licking and body shaking. I rock your world, you'll think the earth's quaking. With the tap, 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 I take that, take that. I toss it forward, push it back. My loving, never whack. Queen nasty, sassy, black, serious as a heart attack. You don't hear me though, and I ain't no hoe. You know what I like, and I love taking control. Queen pimp, pleasure, delight, you feel me? At least I know you like to. I know this may be a hard time. And you're thinking about that. I know I got you on my mind. And I'm down to be about that. So, so what we gonna do? So what we gonna do? Are you about to come through? 
to what we thought I'd do I know this may be a hard time Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions